Welcome back to The Strong Room, presented by McMillan Estate Planning. On this segment, estate and trust planning specialist Sherry McMillan looks at some of the important U.S. issues related to estate planning. She's in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. As we move through October, a lot of people are uh, starting to think about uh, where they're going to spend the winter. And that brings to mind uh, how long you can legally be in a warm jurisdiction and the planning that needs to be done before you uh, close up your house and head off for a few months. Let's uh, walk people through that. Sure, those smart people, Peter. (laughs) Or lucky people. Yes, I think it's a a great plan to snowbird, and we're seeing this as a very common uh, situation in the elder generation, but in the baby boom too. Uh, A lot of people are snowbirding, and we're even finding our business owners are sneaking away for a few months here and there. So... I I encourage families to enjoy warmer climates. I mean, ultimately, we create our estate to create ourselves a nice lifestyle. We didn't work this hard to not utilize it. But with caution, because there are some rules that apply to you if you're going to be snowboarding in the United States specifically. And that is because in the United States, they have something called inheritance tax that we do not in Canada. And how they tax in the United States is they tax based on the asset basis value instead of the actual taxable gain that you've created. So it doesn't matter if you've already paid tax on the wealth that you've created. The reality is whatever your net worth is, is actually what would be taxed. So you would think, well, I'm Canadian, that shouldn't apply to me at first instance. Um, Well, it typically wouldn't, but because you're going down there and spending a great number of days there, there's a risk to you and your family's estate that they could conclude you are an American for the purposes of an estate tax. How could they do that? Well, we all know they're tracking our days that we come through today. So we have to have our passport ready. And ultimately, they know the number of days as we come in to travel to the United States. So There's a rule out there called the 183-day rule that most snowbirds understand or have heard of at least. But I would suggest to you, Peter, that there's a bit of a marketing ploy there by the IRS from this point of view. If you don't really understand the rudimentary fundamentals of this rule, what will happen is you could get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. And getting caught is not a good thing because the tax estate is up to the upwards of 40 and 45 percent depending on the size of your estate so you know if you have millions of dollars of wealth and you're going to lose 40 or 50 percent of it that's a very expensive warm property you could have lots of warm properties in lots of other jurisdictions and the irs can go after your canadian assets as well right it's not just strictly a case of the uh, the the trailer you own in phoenix or the the pad that it sits on or the motor home that you've got or something like that, uh, if you defy what the rules are in terms of how long you stay, their attack can be on assets that are located in Canada. That's right. And that's a, not a well understood rule. Um, and we we haven't seen a lot of it yet, but the IRS, the American uh, citizenship, they need to collect tax and they're doing everything within their power to do that in their legislation. So we're going to get caught. Some of us are going to get caught with our hand in the cookie jar. So cautiously always share with families. The rule is 
basically a formula. It's not 183 days. And if you look at the formula more closely, Peter, the bottom line is it's more like four months a year. And if you're in excess of it, you are risking everything. You're not just risking, as you say, your U.S. situs property. You could be risking your Canadian situs property as well. So the, the, the idea is to find out how long you're legally allowed to stay in the U.S. before you leave Alberta and and make sure that you know what the number is and how you qualify and and don't push the envelope if you're allowed 121 days or whatever it is don't stay 120 you know come home at 116 or something like that just to make sure that all of a sudden your your passport isn't flagged that's right and what we recommend to families is that we have this log system we create for them uh, over the last three years so something as simple as you buy a pack of gum and you log it and once you've crossed the border because they don't always stamp us is the problem either when we come home um, and we're finding that more and more uh, commonly of course it's to their advantage not to as well so <laughs> we do encourage our families you know create your own log have your own backup and support. And we, we still encourage families, of course, to go to the United States and enjoy their time, but we're just very cognizant of the rules. Now, if they're in excess of 121 days a year and get that rule up to 183, then there's special forms that we actually recommend our families use. But understand, Peter, when you use those special forms, you're electing to volunteer to the IRS that you're in excess of the number of days that they allot us. So we very cautiously at least lay out all the ground rules for our families that have U.S. property so they do understand the risks that they're taking in their estate. Now, there's another group that I always like to talk about as well, and that is the American person, uh, American citizen that lives in Canada. And you'd think, well, they don't live in the U.S. anymore, so they should be okay. Um, It's not that simple. Um, Once they are an American-born citizen, they always have American U.S. estate tax attached to themselves. And if they're not careful and they have Canadian family up here, and the Canadian family generously give them their estate at death, we're going to lose 40% of everything in Canada. And so we have to use very specific kinds of plans for our U.S. um, citizens. And ultimately, whether they live in the U.S. or live in Canada, we need a very specific kind of plan to protect their estates. The general number I've heard is 100,000 Americans living in Calgary. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's a lot of folks. And, And again, if they haven't filed, if they think they're safe simply because they're resident in Canada, if they haven't filed, they're going to have a problem. That's right. There's been many legislations over the last five to 10 years brought in. Uh, there's what we call a FACTA. There's a Higher Act. I mean, there's a number of them, Peter. But what in reality it is, is even the banks are tracking American citizens today. So to think you're going to continue to fall under the wire would be quite naive. Um, and not knowing the rules is is not okay with the IRS becomes criminal at some juncture. And so you, you know, you do want to understand your situation and contend with it. The great part is Peter, we're very, um, Uh, linked into the U.S. from the point of view of our legislation. So we have uh, the privilege of getting credit. So let's say you owe tax in Canada and are an American citizen. You frequently won't owe tax in America. You just got to be compliant and file um, because actually we pay higher tax in Canada out of curiosity. So um, ultimately, we just want to make sure these folks understand the rules and are living within those parameters. Okay, let's summarize this conversation uh, by talking about your next seminar, which is Wednesday, September 24th at 7 p.m. Uh, and for that, you'd like people to pre-register at 403-266-6464 or online at www.mcmillanestate.com. McMillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. 
we can really summarize this conversation by talking about what you'll be talking about on the 24th of September. Certainly. Well, we're very um, delighted and honoured for people to join us. What we do in the presentation is we share information and knowledge with families so they can become very powerful at safeguarding themselves. And one of the things that they need to understand are what options that they have. And so we lay out for them the various options that exist in Canada. We start at the basics of a will, but we expand upon that for those families that have created those you know, substantial estates, that there are many options with tax planning, trust planning, business succession planning, and we go into a number of these arenas so that they can see case studies of how families have employed a successful estate plan to not only protect the wealth they've created, but to grow the wealth that they've created in their lifespan and preserve it when they do transfer it to their spouse and children one day. And I think for many of us as families, this isn't an open conversation that we have the privilege to have in the community because we don't talk to one another uh, in North America that way. We don't say, you know, I've created a $10 million state. What do you think I should do to the friend you're golfing with? That's not a conversation that's common. So it's sort of a platform uh, to come out and meet other like people that are in your situation and see what they're doing. And it's an open dialogue. Uh, at the end of the presentation, we open the floor for families to pose their questions um, that they may have specifically about a particular arena, like I was born in the U.S., how does that impact, or whatever it is. They always throw a hard Mexican tax question at me, of course, Peter, <laughs> at the end. Um, I have to have my good CA on, on file. Um, but that being said, we do invite families to come join us and learn about the options so that they can safeguard their own family significant in their own right as well. And I think the Q&A is really an important part of the evening. And I think the other thing is that while you have a template for where every estate plan starts, this is very much a customized document and it is a living document. It changes because circumstances change and the plan has to reflect that. That's right. We're all growing and we never stay the same, thank goodness. And so ultimately what will happen is your estate plan has to grow with you. And so, you know, you may take advantage of new opportunities. I always have my serial entrepreneurs who retire and then start something new. Um, these are the kinds of things that we all look at in life where we think we're going to sail and we end up finding out we're cyclists. So, you know, as we grow up in retirement and sort what we want to do with our lives, uh, we need to adapt that a plan according to the dynamics of the family and law and legislation. A reminder, the Macmillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar is Wednesday evening, September 24th, 7 p.m. To register, you can call 403-266-6464 during business hours or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. This is The Strong Room.